Another day, another call up. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. That, that man is on fire. He is Dinger Dan Harris. Don't stand too close to the flames. You might get burned. He's got three home run calls in a row. Uh, the shirt is red because that is how hot Dan Harris is right now. Dan, what's it like being in double digits and joining the cool kids table? Yeah, this shirt was white when I when I put it on this morning. It just <laughs> burned with my, my pure heat. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm feeling it, oddly enough. It's weird. It is like a streak, like anything else. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I was I was shocked when Harper didn't go deep until the end of the game uh, with that one. But, yeah, it's good to be here. I'm glad we gave you the Alonzo Homer so that we could at least sort of, you know, I, not cheating. I'm not going ahead. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I'm feeling I am, it. I, to, I am a man of logic. I am a man of reason. I am a man of fairness. These are all very big chords in me. You learn this in acting training about what your chords are. The things that move you is very important. You have to learn all those things. And and I have. And and I just wanted at least some credit for the Alonzo. But look, this is great. This is not about me. This is about you. Yeah. And of course, everybody else. They've got home run calls last night. We'll get to all those later in the show. We'll also break down the DFS slate. We also got a call up. Another race prospect coming. Oh, yay. Hooray. All the things are working out. Everything is coming up Millhouse this morning. Let's get to the three ups. Otani bounces back from his rough start. Seven strong innings from him. Nice to see. Especially after that last one in the Bronx where I was very upset. Very, very, very upset. But here you go. Here's the splits. One, eight, seven, ERA. And that is uh, not a Samuel L. Jackson movie from the 90s. It is uh, eight. A home starts for him ERA compared to 646 on the road. Now, obviously, the 646 takes into account that terrible Yankee start, so it's still not great, but a little inflated. Just keep that in mind. Uh, dad strength, uh, besides uh, Dan Harris's dad strength, we also got Jordan Alvarez, who is now a daddy, and he had two home runs for the Astros, a big game for them, huge performance. And of course, Bryce Harper homering tied that career high with five hits. So it's great to see Bryce Harper, who, who's been good all year, but he's had a little bit of bad luck in those stretches, really kind of come forward. And I'll tell you what, every single offense that we talked about yesterday, it was like, these are the stack offenses. They performed very well. We did have some, obviously, rainouts where that's going to change over today. But mm -hmm. Dan, Jordan Alvarez, another guy, too, who had a, a little bit of a slump there earlier in the season, seems to be getting to a good place, which is also fantastic from a from a dynasty keeper standpoint, because I know a lot of people were concerned with him, the slow start, the knee issues, all of those things. But my goodness, this is another extraordinary talent that we're just scratching the surface of, I think, in terms of his ability. Yeah, I wasn't fading him per se coming into the year, but I was mildly concerned about the knees just because it was so nondistinct. It was just like, you know, he's very young, but his knees are really bad. How is he going to perform? Coming in, he's played a little bit uh, overall, but uh, yeah, look, he's he's everything looks pretty good. He's not walking, I guess, quite as much as you would like to see, just almost roughly eight percent. But overall, he's got the power. He's you know, like it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good right now. I mean, that's the thing. I I, I do wonder long term about how the knees sure, are going to hold up. But for this year, there's very little reason to be fading him. At this point, and for Bryce Harper, by the way, that was his first homer that wasn't a solo shot. 
You know that? That's his what first I mean. One, the Phillies his first are a really all year. weird team. It's, Crazy. It, you know, Bryce Harper has been good, but his numbers haven't reflected it. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wheeler has been excellent, but the rest of the rotation has been questionable at best at times. Even Aaron Nola has had some really bad stretches at times. So the Phillies are kind of an enigma right now, and I, I don't know what to make of them. I, I really don't know if they have a run in them necessarily, uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't think you can buy low or anything on Harper now, but no, I, there was no. probably a window though for yeah. you to do it. And I, I would have, and again, the rest of that lineup, by the way, it's kind of starting to fill out Andrew McCutcheon. Suddenly like the clocks turned back a little bit for him. And I thought he was going to be out with that oblique issue, but he's been really on a tear right now. I mean, you know, Harper at this point, it, it's been a very disappointing season for him, but overall, the underlying skills are still pretty much where you need them to be. And if JT Real Muto, who also hasn't been that great, can kind of get hot. Reese Hoskins now hit a homer last night, his 20th. He's starting to heat up a little bit. You know, he goes up and down. Segura's mm. back from the IL. He let off yesterday, mm. had a nice game. So if you can just Ball's get some guys. some better at yeah, too. he is. I, you know, Mayor, I know, is, is you know, tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. Here comes Boom. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'd love it if he, if he would, but he just. You know, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Stop make, stop trying to make Boom happen this year. I'm going to make uh, Boom happen. I, Not I, you. I, you might. I like, look, I told you, I well, bought low on him. You know what I like to see. I like to see good at-bats. I like to see yes. walks. Yeah. If I'm seeing but, those things, those are good indicators that somebody who's struggling is going to turn things around. Uh, hence the Dominic Smith turnaround yeah, yeah. and a couple other guys that we've talked about here on the show. That th- Those are the earmarks. And I'm not saying he's going to, you know, all of a sudden have an MVP second half. But can he start to turn it around? Can he be, this is your window to buy low? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And, uh, to me, and in terms Bohm of DFS, is, he's cheap still. Bohm, yeah. I, if for DFS, I'm totally fine with that. For I, I'm not, I would not give up any, like, buy low. I, I think you you can find Bohm on the waiver wire at some point really soon because he doesn't have the track record, I think. Like, he was a, a you know, a, a solid prospect. And he came up last year. He didn't really hit for power, but he hit for batting average. And again, this is something... Smith, you know, Smith more felt like a slump that was going to eventually end. Bohm mm-hmm. feels like a guy, again, I talked about this, maybe he can fight his way out of it, that got off to a really, really unlucky start and fell into a lot of really bad habits to try sure. to get out of that. And whether he can fight his way out, I don't know, though. I, I, I really don't know. So I'm not buying low on Bohm, despite the fact that there are a lot of promising signs. I was earlier in the year, but I'm kind of out now. Hopefully he turns around. But regardless, the rest of it, and Stephen Reif says in the chat, reminds me, DD. Gregorius also back as well. He's hitting well. So that Phillies lineup as a whole is doing well. And the better that they do, the better Harper's counting right. stats Gene are going to be is up there at the top. of the Exactly. Line so it's going to help. Yeah. I, for me, Harper's guy who you almost certainly can't quote unquote buy loan. There was a window though, where you could have, it's probably closed out. If you can, I would, because I do think it's going to be a very, very strong second half closer to the like mid second round pick that we thought it was going to be. All right. The downs, the Cubs, 11 straight loss. Told you so, and it's just going to keep going. I don't know if they can win tonight against Wheeler. We shall see. It might be 12. Might have to circle yeah. that one. Uh, Anthony Rendon lands on the IL again for the third time in 2021. Ugh. So frustrating for him because he had, What you are know, you doing with him, Joe? Like, I, he, uh, I, assume that I had zero shares because be I didn't like the ADP. I, I okay. thought the ADP, I thought, he, I always feel like Anthony Rendon is a very good player, but not a great player uh, mm-hmm. who's had, who's got great runs in him. But the problem was, from an ADP perspective, I thought he was a little high. So I have no shares. So I, for me to answer that, I have no choice but to hold. Unless I'm, I'll tell you what, you know, it, Alec Bohm is a perfect guy to try to get in the interim to play third base. Maybe you get a good run out of him here in July and August as you hope and Rendon gets healthy. And then, of course, Jacob deGrom rained out. So he's going to miss one of these extra starts. But 
I assume this means he's going to start the All-Star game then, right? Because if he's not having that other start on Sunday, then I would assume he starts the All-Star game. I think that's probably my logic there. I don't know if this is sound logic or yeah. not, but he's going to face Corbin Burns this afternoon. So if you like afternoon baseball, that should be a very exciting yeah. day at the ballpark for sure. Uh, also, huge news here. The Rays are expected to promote Vidal Bruhan. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Bruhaha going on here. And yep. he kind of, after slumping a little bit, Starting to get hot again, Triple A. So yep. we got Bruhan, we got Franco, we got all those race prospects, and this is fun. This is exciting. I like this. They got to make up for losing glass now. I think this is a smart way to do it. Yeah, look, they are struggling, and mm-hmm. you know the Red Sox are starting to run. Their pitching hasn't been that great. Their lineup hasn't been overall that great. Now it's unclear whether or not he's going to stick. Right? This isn't exactly Wander Franco where they called him up, and it seemed pretty clear this was their expectation. They've got a doubleheader. So they have an excuse to call him up right now. But so I could see, for example, if he gets off to a slow start, kind of like Franco has, I could see them sending him back down. But he's obviously a must add anywhere that he's available. I'm kicking myself because I thought there was a league where I'm kind of tight in roster spots. I thought about adding him this weekend. I ultimately decided not to. Now he's going to cost a ridiculous amount in fab. But yeah, look, he's got nine homers. He's got 15 steals this year so far in uh, AAA. And again, that's his deal, man. He's got both power and speed. As you mentioned, he had been slumping, but he had turned it around recently. So he's obviously a must add, but I'm not 100% convinced that he stays up the entire year. He's really young. So we'll see, but you got to add him for sure and see where it goes. All right. Uh, we also had a trade yesterday. Uh, it needed some first base help. Uh, if you're Dan Vogelback on the injured list, we have the Brewers acquiring, acquiring Rowdy Telez from the Blue Jays. Uh, in exchange for Trevor Richards and Bowden Francis. Uh, now, you know I've been saying they need to add first base help, right? Anyway, even before Vogelback. Yeah. Rowdy Teles is not my idea of adding that. Now, this is this is a fine move. I get it. It's a short-term thing. But, Dan, if you're the Brewers, you got to go out there and make a real move. you got to go out there and get a bigger name. I know it's still early, it's, but it's July 7th. I mean, this can't be the limit of Brewer acquisitions. I'm just saying... You got to do better than this, Milwaukee. What are your thoughts on this deal? I know it's a small one, but still, what, this is the beginning of the dominoes starting to fall. Yeah, I like this deal, actually, for the Brewers. I agree with you that this is not going to be the end. And they're, they're lucky enough to have a pretty significant cushion in their division, one of the biggest, I think, tied for the biggest of any team that has it's in first place, six and a half games over the Reds. The Cubs are obviously sliding. Cardinals are not really making a run right now. So they have a little time to figure it out. And as you mentioned, we've got a little bit before the trade deadline. This is a nice move to Les is a fine player kind of fits the Vogelback mode, but yeah, in the end, they're going to need more thumb. Christian Yelich has not come around kind of like we expected the fact that they're getting Lorenzo came back. I mean, they have gotten production right from Willie Adamas, you know, so they're, they're treading water, but in the end, I think they will add a, a bigger piece going forward. But I do think that, this is a solid little, you know, under the radar move. Telez can hit. So I, I liked it for what they're doing right now. I like this question here. Brennan Tuma. Joe, why do Major League Baseball teams wait so long to make meaningful trades? It's an excellent question, actually. And I always feel like the teams that are first to market typically do the best or the teams that are last to market because there's desperation. It's the ones mm-hmm. in the middle, typically, sometimes where those deals look a little weird. And I think what's happening now in recent years is the addition of the wild card means more teams really think they have a perception at least that they're still contenders and still in it. That's where the struggle comes from, where they're really not 
prepared to say no to the season or no to the postseason until the very bitter end. And I think that's why you don't see as much movement necessarily. And I also think the looming CBA and the labor agreement, stuff like that also is going to throw a lot of wrinkles into this year's trade deadline specifically. Dan, do you have any thoughts on this? I'm surprised Tuma asked that question, actually, because Tuma loves the prospects more than anyone. So if he was a general manager, I can't imagine <laughs> that he is willing to just throw them around in trades to add unless he's really on the cusp. And look, the bottom line is this. You are going to see teams make moves. You definitely are. But there are really two reasons why they're reluctant to do so. Number one is the fact that prospects are more valuable than ever with a lot of teams in the cash crunch. You just don't want to give up these cost-controlled players for, you know, seasons that may not be guaranteed going in. The second is your needs may look different on July 30th than they do on July 7th. You can sustain a major injury, right? So you don't want to basically be like, great, we're going to go out here, we're going to acquire a pitcher, and then you lose your best hitter, and you're like, shoot, I really wish I had some more prospects. That's all that they said. They say, shoot, God, that is Good good golly, good golly, that's what I would say. Good golly. Whitaker, I, so I think they probably want to see what their needs are, but there will be deals, but teams are reluctant right now because of cash costs. And as you mentioned, the new CBA coming, there's a lot of uncertainty. Right. So, you know, Mets will buy everybody and then we'll deal with that. Yeah, right. That's what, all right. How about a little bit of trivia this morning? Let's have some fun. So put your thinking caps on during the Mets rain delay. I picked up a little bit of trivia searching the interwebs and I thought this was kind of fun. Just kind of looking through some things. They were replaying some old fun Mets things. And I was just kind of watching that and surfing around. There are four players in major league history to have a home run in their pocket before the age of 20 and after the age of 40. So who are those four players? Uh, You can think about this for a little while while I start to run down some other things. Uh, They are from different eras, but uh, two of them are more recent era players, one of which is already in the Hall of Fame, and one of which is a beloved Met. So I will put that out there. So uh, there you go. Those are a couple hints there, if you have it. So four players who hit a home run before turning 20 in the major leagues and after the age of 40 in the major leagues. So think about guys who had long careers, and I'm going to go through some of the standouts yesterday while you think about it. Ian Anderson, 4Ks against the Pirates. We mentioned Alvarez's two dingers there. Carlos Rodon, who was my four-outcome game guy, did not disappoint me. One run, 8Ks against the Twins, but Jose Barrios, look at him. 10Ks against the White Sox. How about them apples? Javier Baez in the loss, two home runs for him. Tony Gonsolin, five shutout innings. Again, not a big strikeout guy. Three Ks against the Marlins. The Dodgers ended up losing that game at the end. Another solid quality start from Luis Castillo. The ERA is under five now. I'm so excited. 4.81. What more could you ask for? Nolan Arenado heating up three for five with a homer and a steal. Tie on great start for him. Much needed by the Yankees against the Mariners. Nine Ks for him. Seven innings, one run. Will Myers, who's been a lineup builder for us for like a week here on the program. Two for three with a homer, five ribbies. And Luke Voigt, three RBIs, five for six. Also, Stanton had a big uh, dinger in that one too. So... Uh, no, Mike Mayer, it is not Bonds or Aaron. Uh, so there you go. Darn. Because Bonds did not play as a 19-year-old. 19 is the age that we're looking for, where guys broke into the major leagues. Now, uh, again, I'm giving you a hint. One of them is already in the Hall of Fame. He's an old-timey guy who played for a very long time. We'll see if we can get some of these. And I will tell you if you're right, but this this is fun. I like how everyone's going crazy. And no, Wonky Penguin, it is not Ken Griffey Jr., 
So uh, this is the fun part here. I like this. Everyone's scrambling, searching yeah. the interwebs, but I have the answer. Whoa. All right. The duds last night. I'll give you guys some more time. For Amber Valdez, six runs, five earns. Chris Bassett, six runs versus the Astros. Four outcome game. Yeah. Circle it, baby. Uh, uh, Told you so. Sorry, uh, boys and girls. You got to listen to Uncle Joe sometimes about those four uh, outcome games. Just run away. No good. Nady Evaldi, an odd bad start, but ERA still 3-6-6. He's still a very serviceable back-of-the-rotation fantasy starter despite the bad outing yesterday. Yasmani Grandala, four to six weeks. My goodness, the White Sox can't catch an injury break. This poor team, and yet they're still cruising. It's almost like they're the Tampa Bay Bucks. They just need to... The regular season is a foregone conclusion. They're just trying to get to the postseason and figure it out. Gleyber Torres out with a hammy. Odabel Herrera missed yesterday with an ankle and a wrist. And Rendon, we talked about going on the aisle with a hamstring injury. So would you like me to give you the four names, Dan Harris? Do you have yeah. one at least that you want to go for? And no, who I, said Daryl Strawberry? Robert Miley. Daryl Strawberry wasn't playing in 40. Come on now. We're talking about uh, mostly all-time great careers and then one other dude who's kind of a I, funny one. Uh, <laughs> I've got... I've there was nothing. a young man who came up for the Seattle Mariners at the A-Rod, age of A-Rod, A-Rod. Okay. A-Rod, is A-Rod was like the one guy who I was going with, but that's really all I have. I have nothing else. There's also a, a fellow by the name of Ty Cobb who had a lot of hits. Oh, no. I was thinking Cobb, but I was like, how many home runs did he hit? In and his Mike career? Mayer just pointed in there. Cobb uh, played for like 50 years. Yeah, yes, he Cobb, did. Cobb yes, he did. Uh, yeah. So Ty Cobb's the second one. The, the last two both actually played for the Mets. Uh, one for a short period of time, one for the bookends of his career. Gary Sheffield came up at the tender age of 19 oh. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Moved off a of third base after he kept throwing balls into the stands, <laughs> trying to get guys out at first. Yep. Uh, that was another guy. And the last one, Le Grand Orange, Rusty Staub. What? How about that, baby? Uh, never and that's where there. I picked it up there. I was watching one of the old Met things, mm. Googling some stuff. Well, Rusty Staub, look at it. I was like, well, isn't that a fun fact? One of four mm. guys to do that. So mm. there's your trivia today. And if you like the trivia, let us know. Maybe it's something I could keep uh, digging into and find some more uh, fun little nuggets there. But there you go. Little baseball nuggets. And you know, we love nuggets on this show. The other thing we love besides nuggets is the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You know that. You knew it was going to happen. You knew this was coming today. And maybe the Lawnmower 4.0 will show up at your house today if you go to manscaped.com. Get that 20% off and free shipping on us with that code leading off. You got to use that code. I want to be like the biggest seller. I want it to be like that room in Glengarry Glen Ross where they talk about always be closing. And I'm the guy that keeps selling. I'm the Ricky Roma, the Al Pacino character that just keeps selling lawnmowers. And I want that that uh, that convertible or the car, whatever they're giving mm-hmm. away. Dan Harris can get the set of steak knives. Everybody else gets fired. That's right. That's what's going to happen here. Again, go to manscaped. By the way, there, there's got to be three people listening to this. No way. Who can, Wonky who can get a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reference? Glenn Gary, okay, Glenn Ross us. is a bigger cult movie than you realize. You're no also a great chance. play. No chats. Anyway, right. keep going. I'm sorry. If you're Manscaped. in the chat right now, let us know if you've seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It is a great movie. If you haven't, there's, you should. It is great, and, but there's no if, way. There's and no the way. Alec Baldwin SNL sketch yes, where he is with yes, the elves. Yes, yes. That is yes. which is their version. Yes. Amazing. There you go. Mark saying great movie. See, no. you know, we're we're not you, you underestimate our audience. See? Jesse saying I've seen it. Dr. Mm-hmm. Glenn, of course, Dr. Glenn's seen it. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, great. Movie. I call anyway, foul. There's no way to there's no way to verify any of this. <laughs> who would lie about such a thing? <laughs> 
That's on. fair. That's fair. I don't oh, know anybody God. who's out there being like, oh man, I can't admit I haven't seen an obscure movie that's uh, you know really better as a play. But yeah, I get it. Anyway, yeah. go to manscaped.com, get that lawnmower 4.0, use that code leading off. Your balls will thank you. And again, Alec Baldwin had the brass balls in that movie, yes. if you recall, which is yes. one of the great single scenes in a movie, I would say, where a guy comes great. in, has one scene, yes. one monologue, basically, and then that's it. You don't see him the rest of the movie. I, I don't know. I don't know how we got into this, but I will say that I actually only saw, I knew of Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross for years. Mm -hmm. I probably only saw it for the first time like eight years ago or something like that. And I was expecting a giant Baldwin part. Because you, uh -huh. everybody knows, right? The always be close. And the fact that that was his only scene, I was very confused by. I was like, wait, where, where's that? Here's the fun like, part. Fun fact. All right, more fun trivia. Yeah. That is that character is not in the original play. They wrote oh. that specifically because they they needed a scene that kind of communicated right. what the circumstances were. So okay. David Mamet, the playwright, wrote that specifically for Alec Baldwin to play the part of this jerk guy who comes in. And yes, that's right. That's right, Ray. Coffee's for closers. See, Ray gets it. I'm Ray telling you, coffee's for closers. Look, if you guys would like one. to join our other podcast, no, but, no, know, no, Joe no, and Dan look, talk movies. Look, come as on we're by. talking, the numbers just keep going up. About I'm not this, kidding. So. I would like to have that podcast. So there you go. that's behind the paywall podcast, the movie right. podcast. Let's I'll do, do it. that. Siskel and Ebert. Uh, also, it. Wonky Penguin, I, too, worked in a video store in college, and uh, that's how you get to see that's everything. True. It's the best job ever. Um, so there you have it. All right, let's talk about yes. DFS and let's get back to baseball because, yes. you know, coffee's for closer. Oh, such yes. a good one. Anyway, Dinger Dan, red hot. He's up to 10. Randy also had three home run calls in a row. He moves up to 12. Well done, Randy. Uh, other home run calls, useless panic. Had Vlad. Pygo had two from Alvarez. Uh, Brian 92271 at Harper, Mr. Buster had Vlad, Turd Burglar had Harper, fired up 24, had Harper, and BMAC812, who joined two days ago, has two, thanks to Javi Baez. See that? Boom. Mm -hmm. Two days, two home runs. Wonky Penguin's still at the top, 14 though. Her and uh, D. Gordon Liddy have kind of leveled out a little bit. Daniel yep. Dan going up here at 10. I'm so telling you, here I come. Let's go. All right, let's get to the nine games DFS slate. The good chalk tonight is the Phillies. I know they've lost 11 games, the Cubs, but I think it might be 12. Normally, I don't. I, I like to run away from this kind of stuff because I go, ugh, what could possibly happen? But the wind's no blowing in. Zach Wheeler's been really good. The Phillies bats are really starting to heat up. I just think this is this is called quitting time for the uh, for the Cubbies. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, so he's at 11.2 on FanDuel. I'll pay that premium. That's fine for the standalone. I'll pay it on DK also. Uh, GPP arms, I know it's gonna sound crazy after last night's onslaught of offense, but you say Kikuchi had a great game last week against the Blue Jays. Kikuchi's been very solid. The roster percentage is going to be low because the Yankee premium that people automatically see at 9K on FanDuel and 9.3 on DK. That's a, an investment I think that's worthy. Your thoughts about me kind of flying too close to the sun here with you say Kikuchi and the Yankees who may have turned it around, but I don't know. Kikuchi's been very solid. I think there are a lot of good signs for the Yankees. LeMahieu is really coming around. Anytime Stanton hits a homer, you never know if like six are coming. Voight had a great game yesterday, as you mentioned earlier. But I do think Kikuchi is pretty safe. I mean, he, he's had a really underrated year. They're obviously home, so it's a better ballpark. So I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I'm not like running out there to do it. But as you mentioned, as a GPP arm, yeah, absolutely. Because I do think that the roster percentage is going to be low. And by the way, 
there's not it's not the worst win chance there because Domingo Herman has really, really yeah, struggled, struggled of late. I'm hoping that he turns it around here because I have a lot of shares in season long. But he's been so cold lately that even a lineup like the Mariners might be able to scratch out a couple of runs against him. So I like the call, Joe. I like Kikuchi as a tournament play. Now, Alex Wood's been a little up and down. He's 8.3 on um, FanDuel, but 8.5 on DK. Again, it's a tough night tonight in terms of matchups. There's really yeah. only one dominant starter out there in Wheeler. Then you got a couple four outcome games where you got Sean Manaya against Garcia. I'm staying away from that one. I don't like that at all. Uh, Patrick Corbin against Chris Paddock. I have no confidence in either one of these guys. Yeah. So I'm running away from all of these. And, and to me, it's I want Toronto against Harvey. That's the lineup I'm looking for. I, You know, Alec Mills is a guy that I'd like to go against, but Alec Mills sometimes keeps the ball on the ground and he's kind of just a pitch-to-contact guy, which yeah. could be the Phillies again. But the wind blowing in kind of steers me away. It's not. It's, it's the second time in, in a week yeah. where we're just kind of like, eh, it's not a great slate. Play a couple lines, maybe a Kikuchi and a GPP. Mm-hmm. Stick with Wheeler. Play some cash. Keep it simple. The lineup builders tonight, you have on Fandle, Will Myers at 2-3. Alec Baum at uh, 2.6. And I always say Baum because I like saying Baum. You know, yeah. I, Baum, <laughs> and I know that right after the show, he's going to yell at me. But I've been saying Alec Baum for years before he came up. And now everyone said, no, oh, it's yeah. Alec Baum. And I can't unlearn these things. I'm not very bright. This is the problem. Brandon Nimmo, 2.7. Again, if he's in the lineup after the rain delays and the double header, Austin Hayes, 2.8. Gavin Lux, 2.7. Alec Boehm on DK, uh, also cheap, 3.3. Gavin Lux, 2.7 on DK. We have David Peralta, 2.8 on DK. And Will Myers, also cheap on DK, 3.5. Good matchup against uh, Corbin tonight. I like him against the lefty, which brings us to our home run calls for the evening. Uh, I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Because Corbin's giving up a lot of home runs. And uh, I like the guy that you've selected, too, against Matt Harvey. I think this might be a lock. Yeah, it is never a bad choice to go with Tatis, of course. I I am going to go with Bichette against Matt Harvey. So you can basically book it, given that I'm as hot as the raging fire of the sun. So go ahead. Bichette's going yard tonight at least once. Let's do it. Yeah, um, I was going back and forth between Tatis and Machado. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go with Tatis. And that's right, Mike Mayer. It's Tatis bot time. That's uh, it. That's what I it do is. see a lot of people. I felt like I saw some people in the chat going with Springer. Don't hate that one either, but I'm going with that. Uh, was also yeah. on, you know, in Springer yep. I picked yesterday, and there was part yeah. of me that wanted to do the carryover because, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like right there. Look, I think it's Toronto's offense tonight. That's the one that I'm looking for. And you invest in that, invest in Zach Wheeler. I think that, you know, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I don't see Matt Harvey going out there throwing seven shutout innings necessarily. Uh, yeah. Now tell me more about this bot that's been created. You kind of you kind of like dropped this on me yesterday, and I didn't yeah, hear sorry. about this. So so what's going on here? They've created uh, software in Discord now. What's going on? So it's kudos to I believe Mayor can correct me, but it's it's you know Mayor. That's of his course, favorite thing to do. Just so he you know. he's the man with it. He's the best. I, this is why I love him. And um, a user named Riley, I believe, is his is his name in Discord who created an automated bot and we kind of got it set up this weekend where you have to put in a certain, you know, language before you make your home run call. And when you do that in the home run calls channel in discord, it automatically populates the spreadsheet to keep track of it. So no more of mayor and wonky penguin are our, our best friend over here, having to manually add these names. It does it automatically. You have to be in discord. If you want to be part of the part of the process, that's just the easiest way for us to keep track of it, but it's a bot that keeps track. I think it's called the dinger bot. Um, oh, that keeps track so of it. 
yeah, kudos to them, man. Honestly, can we get it, Riley a hat or something? I love, I yeah, I tell we gotta you send what, Riley yeah. something. Can we get, uh, like, right. can we get him a, a, a fantasy pros beer cozy yeah, or something? Yeah, something? Yeah, I don't fair. know. Riley, reach out to me. You, you've earned it. And again, we, by the way, I, I'm just assuming, Joe, I, I could be wrong. I know baseball community is fierce and everything like mm -hmm. that. But I'm going to assume that the vast majority of people who are playing fantasy baseball and who are probably participating in the home run calls stuff participates in fantasy football as well, mm -hmm. just because most people do. So we're going to be doing something. Again, Joe is kind of the idea man. So we're going to be doing something for fantasy football and having something that automates the call makes it much easier to do that. So uh, again, this is sort of the stepping stone. But uh, yes, and huge shout out yes. Greater Than Zero Waffles, who's Absolutely. back, my man. Uh, shout out to Mayor and Wonky Penguin and now uh, uh, Riley for really doing a phenomenal job in there. We we appreciate you guys for everything you do, especially Mayor, who basically I, I make do everything. So yeah, we're gonna we're this was uh, again something fun that I used to do on my Line Star shows, and now I brought it over here to Fantasy Pros, and I never knew it was gonna be so popular here, yeah. which is great. And uh, we used to do the same thing where you pick a running back and a wide receiver. This is our touchdown. We'll see how that goes. So keep an eye out for that. But again, if you're already in Discord, that's great. If you're not, go to fantasypros.com slash chat. Join Discord for free. You can upgrade. And if you do, you get into those AMAs that we're going to have. I think Dan and I are going to try to do something fun for around the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, we're working on that. We'll we'll figure that out by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, get we'll into Discord. We'll, we'll do just, something. Just do it. We'll, we'll just talk, get in there. We'll talk live uh, <clears throat> during the All-Star game. You guys can actually, we want to hear your voices. This is what's funny. Yeah, is right, I want to see, see these guys, people. I want to hear you. I want to hear you guys talk. So you can do something in Discord. They could all stages. be bots for all I know. None of these people are could be you real. guys bots. That's is now, this I'm, even now a I'm real thinking, show. Now I'm thinking that's where we are. Is this, is this real life? Don't anyway, it. if you also like free stuff, don't forget we got a Shane Bieber baby, baby, oh baby. We've got a free Shane Bieber autographed jersey we're giving away thanks to our friends at Pristine Auction. Go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. All you gotta do is drop that. Uh, that lovely review on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, screenshot it, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Fantasy Pros MLB channel. We have a separate channel. Yes, the regular one is great. Do that too, but you get a 3X entry if you just subscribe to the YouTube channel as well to get that Shane Bieber jersey. Thanks to our buddies over at Pristine Auction. Fun show today. We did a little movies, a little trivia, yeah. a lot of baseball. This is good. This, we're full service here. Uh, Dan, final thoughts. I enjoyed today's show. It was weird because it wasn't as much. I mean, we went through what happened yesterday. It wasn't anything too exciting. But it, this, admittedly, guys, like we, we can be honest, this is the point of the year where a lot of people start looking into football and fading away from baseball as they are out of their leagues and everything like that. This is, as Joe always talk about, it's a baseball recap show. But it's also like a morning show. Like that's what it is. We're what the we morning talk. Show. So Mornings with Joe every and Every once in a while, we have some fun. But again, <laughs> anytime you want, you have questions or anything. And when you join us live on YouTube, like I, I do think Joe, we should probably start incorporating questions even more than we already do. Because the people who join live and they have actual, like I think that might be a good way to kind of incorporate <laughs> the shows going. Well, especially but anyway, this time of year too. And yeah, look, we, this we're, time of year, we we have been uh, going strong all year, and I think we got to lead it on on this. We're going to leave on this note today. All the Peanuts and Cracker Jacks are bots made by Dan to boost Joey's self-esteem. That's from Mr. Mr. Buster. Buster. Has it. Correct. Uh, that is that is absolutely correct. And now I'm going to have to uh, have some deep, dark conversations with myself and uh, try to figure out exactly what is real and what is not. But in the meantime, we're going to take a break and we'll be back again tomorrow to do it all again. For Dinger Dan, I'm Joey B. We'll see you next time, kids. Always be closing. <laughs>